The following program is brought to you by Doghouse Systems. Recording is going. Did you get that bit about my frozen nose hairs? I did not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Relics of War, episode number 16 again. My name is Ryan. Some of you might know me as Cole. With me here are Tiger Feet with the Secret Agent Cat blog at secretagentcat.com.com. Why did I almost say Cameron? I almost called you Cameron. That's stupid. How you doing, Tiger? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, doing really good. I'm really hungry right now. Forgot to. And I had another five-hour energy before the show, so I'm burning calories even though I'm still hungry. It's pretty sweet. Um, I guess I'll explore why I wanted to call you Cameron later. Cameron was the name of the uh, Terminator chick on the series. She was named after James Cameron as an homage. How you doing, Chaz? With oh, pretty good. It's great. It's great. Certainly took your time, but... <laughs> yeah, are, are you still from Canada? Yeah, I'm still from Canada. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> A lot of people are probably going, uh, yeah, where were you guys last week? Well, we recorded this episode, and I totally screwed it up. Because I, was, I had to get in the other car, because my wife took the car that I typically record from. And uh, in that car, I discovered that... Two things were really bad. Number one, the heat was terrible. My laptop threw a fit and made squeaking sounds the whole episode that I couldn't hear because my headphones are huge. And also, um, the chair was squeaking profusely. It was awful. It sounded like I uh, sounded like I was doing the, the episode from atop a really squeaky thing. So anyway, <laughs> we're redoing this episode here. We're talking about things we've already talked about before, so you're going to notice that we're quite knowledgeable about this, except for we're lacking Tasha this time. So we've robbed you of this episode with Tasha. We're terribly sorry. I'll, I'll make an attempt to do some British homages, because there's no Smithy either. Fail, now, Ryan, is fail. Yeah. What is Relics of War without its uh, British background? Yeah, exactly. Now? I don't know. So uh, the only thing is, when I do my English accent, it's either Monty Python or Austin Powers. So... And then Tasha will get on the show and be like, my God, I hate how you people do that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I'm not too good at a British accent. Oh, we, yeah. You can do a Russian one, all right, but not British. We had a snippet of you doing British. Was it the last? I, don't, I can't even sort out in my head anymore what has happened on which episodes and stuff. So I'm so screwed up. <laughs> this is gonna be so, in past episodes, we talked about you. You're going to be like, Ryan, that's the one we didn't publish. <clears throat> the one you screwed no, up. No, it, it was the second episode with Smithy. Okay, okay, so they've heard you're British. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Captain, what be that over there? Or, let be sequel scuttlebutt. Well, okay, so, um, yeah, I guess we're not going to mess around too much because there's a lot to talk about today. So, um, first thing, the GDC Vault interview that Eric with Eric Flanham and Colin Johansson, um, it, I... Its place as a video didn't really help a whole lot. I mean, it's it could work as an audio file. So if people want to go look that up, it's in our show notes. You can go listen to. It's a very long interview with a lot of questions asked at the end, and that's that's where I got the most information was the questions that they asked. Holy crap! <laughs> what Sorry. was that? <laughs> that was me adjusting my mic. Oh man, your mic is thoroughly adjusted now. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, um, one of the points that or one of the questions that was asked to them was in regard to um, uh, their feelings on if certain things could be taken advantage of so that people could power level. Because there's a lot of ways that you can see that people are going to be able to power level in this game. And when Eric 
slash Stewie Flanham. And uh, to quantify why I want to call him Stewie is because if you when you listen to this, notice how Eric Flanham's voice goes up and down a lot. And it reminds me of that episode of Family Guy where uh, Stewie was asking Brian about that book that he was he was writing. He's all, so uh, going to extrapolate from personal experiences. Going to uh, going to write that novel. Yep. Going to find a good publisher. Yep. Anyway, enough of that crap. So when you go to listen to that, keep that in mind. And I sure as hell hope that within the ArenaNet headquarters, they'll be calling him Stewie Flanham soon, soon enough. And he will never, ever uh, do a, an interview with us now, now that I've done this. Anyway, he uh, discussed his feelings on power leveling now that I'm finally back to the topic. And basically he said, that's okay. Fine by me. Yep. Because the whole point of the game isn't the leveling. It's just a means to an end to experience the different content. Yeah, Blizzard, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to curb my tongue because so many people get mad at us when we take it out on WoW. But you know what? WoW, learn from this. Actually, don't. Just, uh, no, just honestly, go away. Honestly, go away. World of Warcraft and the people who helped make it make it what it is today, they don't really need to even take our crap because honestly, they're rolling in cash like Scrooge McDuck at this moment. Okay, so well, there's also they're some... in a very comfortable position as being the leader in the MMO market right now. So. You know what? It's pretty much just tongue in cheek to them. Yeah. Well, there's also the fact that there are a lot of people out there who do they do like having the feudal chase. It's they know that it's a feudal chase. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to grind for this new gear. And if I don't have this gear, I'm subpar. And I know that two months after I get that, I'm going to have to get newer gear again. I'm wasting my life chasing this wheel. And they know that. And part of the leveling is part of that kind of human nature addiction thing. But some of us, we got other crap to do. And this is what I think ArenaNet for is they're saying, yeah, we get that. That's a money, you know, that's a profitable venture and all. But we're not about that. We're here for the people who want to play an MMO, but also have stuff they got to do. Other things to do. Yeah. So thank you. So I got some. I have, see, I have a lot of respect for ArenaNet because they're willing to acknowledge that, yes, that is a certain play style that a lot of people really enjoy. But then they're also willing to stand up and say, you know, that's not what we're going to do. We, we realize some people like it, but we're going to do something different. They're, they're being very true to themselves, and I, can, I have a lot of respect for that. Oh, yeah. Breaking all kinds. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, they've even gotten rid of the three, I mean, the Holy Trinity. So this game is not about... Um, did somebody just disappear? No, I muted oh, my okay. mic. Okay, sorry. My husband was wandering through. <laughs> that's funny. It sounds like there was like uh, a lot of noises going on, braying. I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, though. When I get my new computer, I'm going to set up a closet with, like, foam on the inside, and that'll be my recording booth. Oh, I would love to do something like that. I'm recording from inside, by the way, so there's no chance of losing this episode. We got your back, listeners. I swear. Woohoo! This time, anyway. Yeah, this time. Can't speak (laughs) for next week. But um, another thing they talked about was... uh, uh, What was I going to say? Right. Oh, aesthetic prestige items. So in a lot of games, I was kind of talking about this a second ago, where you chase the wheel to get the best gear or gear that at least puts you on par with everybody. Colin Johansson was very clear on the fact that that's not going to be the case here, that the things you really try for are going to be the things that people look at and notice and say, hey, that's cool, much like Guild Wars. So good news. Yeah, the best stuff is you you don't need the best gear to be able to – how am I going to say this? (laughs) The prestige gear is just as good stat-wise as your max level regular gear, but it just looks cooler. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you want to put that extra effort into getting, you know, that cool-looking sword, that cool-looking armor piece, they can, and they'll be rewarded for it. They'll look cool. But if people want to actually, you know, let's say PvP or whatever is the equivalent of organized dungeon running or raiding, 
in Guild Wars 2, they can, and they won't be, uh, and they won't be imp- impeded by that. This is like the achievement system and title system done right, because it's not some dumb phrase that people look at above your head or whatever. It's that they look at you and they say, look at that sweet gear. That person's an elitist. <laughs> so, uh, and speaking of elitists, um, they also talked about how for those of us that like a challenge, that we, we like to calculate our encounters and stuff, dungeons are going to be tough. So for you hardcore raiders, don't worry about it. Uh, hardcore raiders, wow. Yeah, jeez. You can tell what I've done in the past. You went, you went, go, go, go back to that game, okay? No. We don't want you anymore. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> jeez, just because I called it mono once. <laughs> so, uh, okay, and um, the, another thing that happened this week was there was a really big article. Uh, this was actually this week, so this is something we haven't had a chance to talk about, so I'm excited about this. Um, the, it was about loot. It was about gear. Uh, yeah, and I'm talking a lot. Someone want to... Speak so I don't have to. These people are tired of hearing my voice. <laughs> Actually, I don't even have it pulled up. Let me pull up. I don't have the article up right now. Okay, so be real quick about it. Loot distribution. Yeah, I'm doing that. They talked about loot distribution, and uh, the way that's going to work is, at the, from what I gathered from the article, was when something dies, it drops something for everybody. It's not necessarily going to be um, the same thing for everybody. So one person might get a great thing, but everybody's going to get something. It kind of seems like Guild Wars still to me. It's it's like it's Guild Wars improved upon because mm-hmm. in Guild Wars you run in a group and your monsters drop things and it's kind of a round robin format everybody gets loot. Well, you get to situations like with mine where when my number comes up it's always some little white item or <laughs> a stack of bones or something. I hardly ever get drops it's ridiculous i've been in groups with other people who said man i just thought you were complaining and whining about it but you don't get crap and i don't and i'm okay with that because guild wars isn't about the loot but i think it's nice in guild wars too how when you help kill something you're gonna get something yeah so if you get a hit in you'll get a piece of loot it doesn't detract from other people that have helped make the kill there's no loot stealing in this game just doesn't happen. As there was never any loot stealing in Guild Wars 1. Yeah, true. But in this case, everybody's getting something, which is even better than... Yep. So, okay, there was that. They were talking about how in every dungeon that there is in this game, there's a unique set of armor. And when they say unique set For of... each profession, by the way. Yeah, so when they say... Well, for each uh, armor type, at least. Okay, yeah. for each armor type. Yeah, because there's light, medium, and heavy. But w- this is a cool thing about ArenaNez. When they say a unique set of armor, it's not, we recolored that one set. It's... This is a new set of armor. And the other thing they talked about, I didn't put this in the show notes. Um, or I didn't put this in the show outline. They're making a way, or there is a way in the game so that you'll get a set of armor. And if you like the way it looks and then you get another set of armor with better stats, you can take the stats of that armor and put it on the old stuff. Okay, yes. here's, this, I have the article up right now. It's a, okay, you'll be able to acquire these, I- these items that you can get called transmutation stones from go. the in-game store as a microtransaction. With it, you can take two items of the same type, pick one that is more visually appealing to you, and transfer all the stats that ha- from the superior piece of armor to that visually appealing piece of armor that you want to keep. This is one of those <laughs> from heaven moments. <laughs> Good news, yeah, so everyone! The- I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of microtransactions. I never have been, never will be. But honestly, I can see how... That's just win-win for people who like that stuff, you know? Yeah, cause But the thing is, this is just aesthetics. I mean, it's, exactly. it's not going to exactly. make you play any better. It's once again in their, in their philosophy of, 
we're not going to make it so you have to pay money to be viable in game, but you can pay money if you want to get a certain look, which yeah, exactly. I think is just fantastic. I mean, if you're going to have microtransactions, then I-, I hate a game where the microtransactions, if if someone is putting more money into the game, they are a better, they are given better stats and better a better chance at succeeding than the people who just play the game as is. That's never been Arena Net's policy, and I think it's fantastic. Except for once you get to level 80, all the armor is going to be like pink sweatpants and stuff. That way they can get people. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's not official. Don't anyway. diss pink sweatpants. Those are awesome, dude. But then Stewie's going to be all, oh, yeah, you like your pink sweatpants? Yeah. Are you going to call me Stewie? Well, here's your pink sweatpants then. <laughs> So we're going to have the singleton under the bridge doing <laughs> doing uh, impressions in pink sweatpants now. Yeah. Yep. I'm 100% behind that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love that. I'm going to be the type of person who probably doesn't, you know, put any money toward it until he's level 80. But then once, yeah. once I'm 80, I'm, I will be using this feature. I will be spending a little bit of cash on it. <laughs> I probably will, too. I mean, I couldn't see doing it as I'm leveling just because that would get prohibitively expensive. Yeah, But I could definitely see hitting 80 and then going back and maybe browsing around in the wiki and finding maybe a lower level piece of armor that looks really nice and going back to those dungeons then to get this armor and then upgrade it. And if there are people out there who would spend money on it while leveling, understand that what you're doing is you are paying the company that's giving us cool shit. So by all means, have at it, you know. It's kind of like, yeah. it's like taxpayer dollars, man. You're the guys who are paying more taxes for my benefit. That's awesome. Right. Okay. <laughs> I just made that, I made that sound totally fair. <clears throat> <laughs> and then they got die channels. They've got three die channels, as we've mentioned before. So um, go check out the show notes. On, the, this die channel is not something that's easy to really make clear in audio. It's well, very Kristen comprehensive. Perry it's gave, very comprehensive. She wrote a wonderful article on the different die systems and how each... Each piece of, well, most of the pieces of armor have up to three die channels. I mean, some things like gloves may only have one or two channels, but that's only where it makes sense because you're not going to make like a Technicolor glove. It's such a small piece of armor. Mm -hmm. But, and she also mentioned that there are town clothes and some of the town clothes are full body suits. Like uh, the example she used was the trench coat from a much earlier article. And she says that is the coat and the vest and the pants and something like that because it takes up so much real estate on your character. It's actually got four die channels. Oh, but then, yeah, you can tell that I read her article, <laughs> but that's not yep. that's not art armor. That's like the costumes we've got right now. Oh, OK. Yeah, they're calling them town clothes. What, what people should be aware of is the fact that we've got a lot of bloggage happening on our site too. Like Tasha, she wrote that one and that's a really awesome article, but we've also got Jim from the notorious PIG. We've got John Vincent from guildwars2forum.com. My heart's skipping a beat. So if I die, that's what's, if I'm suddenly quiet anyway. And then geez, we got, um, is, is, is Inzi? Inzi. Yes. Inzi. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. There's Inzi. So, uh, yeah, we're doing really well. Plus, all the co-hosts now have accounts to blog whenever they want. It's getting to be a pretty good site other than just the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so come check that out. Um, also, crests. I actually didn't read enough on the crests to fully comprehend what it is. It's it basically like runes and insignias. So Yeah, that's what I gathered. Um, but they're, they're 
um, the crests are your answer to item sets as well, which is really exciting for me because I, I'm a huge fan of item sets. I love collecting lots of different things and getting the full set, and it just feels really nice. Okay, but, so what, what is this here? So what are, uh, what are crests like then? Crests. So, um, yeah. Let's see. I'm completely uh, ignorant of this. Okay, I'll go ahead and read the couple of paragraphs, if, if that's okay, Ryan. Yeah, it's at the bottom of that article mm -hmm. that all this is about. So, As a disclaimer for this section, I should start by fessing up that I've been playing MMOs for over a decade now. And for much of that time, I've, I have had a bittersweet love affair with sets of items that grow more and more powerful as you collected additional items for that set. The reason I describe my feelings as bittersweet is that while I find traditional MMO item sets utterly irresistible to the collector in me, I also find that it's nearly impossible to collect a full set of them before I've surpassed the intended level range for that gear. To address this issue in Guild Wars 2, we've devised a new twist to make these item sets more accessible. By linking the cumulative set bonuses to an upgrade component that you can apply to your armor, you can essentially make your own custom sets. In the following example, this is a cloth crest that a tailor could make for light armor. It's called Crest of the Legion, and there's six pieces. And the tooltip says double-click to apply to a piece of light armor. And the way he explains it, depending on how many of these crests you have applied, you get additional benefits up on top of that. Yep. So for one, okay. you get... If you have one applied, you get plus 10 intelligence. And if you have two, you have 10 intelligence and 20 perception. All the way up to there's six different levels. Okay, so basically, instead of having like set pieces that as you collect more, they give you um, a bigger and bigger uh, bonus. Instead, you collect crests that all have, uh, let's say you collect six crests of the Legion and you apply them to six different pieces of your armor and it gives you that set bonus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand that. I see it. Um, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, I really, really like that idea. Plus, there's a mention of crafting again. Oh, yeah, they actually um, mentioned something about crafting professions. They said that, um, you know how um, in some games that we've played, how when you're usually, when you have a crafting profession, you usually have a, you usually um, gotta gather material. So you'd go out into the world and you'd mine mineral nodes or collect plants or skin bores. And the thing is that it would be you'd be in a dynamic world and other people could take this, those same materials from you. And so it was a bit of what we'd call um, loot stealing or node ganking or, or yeah, loot ganking, whatever the people want to call it. Um, Guild Wars 2 mentioned that they were, the people making Guild Wars 2 mentioned that they would uh, remedy this degenerative gameplay by making it so that um, the resources that you, that you would find, you only can see, and when you use it up, other people, yeah, basically everyone will see their own, uh, okay, sorry, let me just, I'm sorry. So like the nodes are almost like an instance where... Yeah, the nodes are kind of like an instance, um, you can use them up. For yourself, but others can use them as well. So you'll see yeah. people standing out there swinging an axe at nothing. They'll be like, yeah, that's right. I, I took my note, but he's still swinging an axe at the air. Actually, from what from what I gathered is that there'll be like a gold vein node. You'll pick at it, you'll get your gold from it, and then you can't use it. Yeah, that's then someone else it. will see it, and then they'll see it, and they'll say, okay, I'll go pick at that as well, and they'll gather some gold, and then, yeah. Yeah, it's They won't be able to just... see it. It toggles off and on whether it's usable, most likely, and the artwork won't actually vanish. Right. That's 
just an aside, that's not confirmed. We're just guessing that's probably the way it'll work. Yep. So, okay. But the bit of, but the bit about you, people not having to fight over nodes is true. Yeah, one thing Stewie Flanham said very clearly was, the idea behind Guild Wars 2 is to make it so that when you see other people, it's good. It's never bad, unless you're in mm-hmm. PvP. <laughs> yeah. I, rem- they have, I remember playing they have World dots of Warcraft. On their head. They're fine. <laughs> I, I just I remember playing World of Warcraft and running around and just having to fight with other people to get materials. Oh, freaking druids. Did, did you see this bird? I was... <laughs> I was a druid. I know, and you'd fly right by and you'd steal the herb and I'd be like, dude, you don't even have to an... dismount or anything, bastard. I wasn't an herbalist though, I was a skinner, so I was Oh. I was one of those people flying around Sholazar Basin fly- skinning every animal I could find. <laughs> okay. So and then uh last thing was a question from Remedy Mad about uh World versus World PvP. How does it work? And he would like Foghorn and Leghorn to make an appearance during this discussion. So world versus world PvP is basically, from my understanding of it, is um, different... uh, Okay, so a lot of games have realms, a lot of games have servers, we've got worlds, and this is just various worlds go to fight each other. And for for like weeks at a time over something. So that's what's really cool about it. And I have a feeling that as it's going, you receive your rewards. It's not a... At the end of it, you finally receive whatever credit you get for it. It's more along the lines of, you just took this guy out, this is what you get as far as points of faction or whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's a three-way battle, and I'm pretty sure they last about a week. Um, there will be all kinds of different things happening in there. There will be escort quests, not really quests, but escort events, sieges. They've mentioned a, um, a castle that can be taken over, and then the other one of the factions controls the castle, and the other two are then laying siege to it. Um, we know that you'll be able to switch between worlds pretty easily, but that they've also said they're going to implement something to make it so that it's not unfair in world versus world PvP. I think the first time we recorded this, Tasha speculated that like once you switch a world, you might not be able to participate in that world's world world versus world for that week. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, that's yeah, confirmed, like that. but that sounds like a really good idea to me. All right, because um, for those of you who don't know, uh, from just from experience, there was a in WoW they had this thing called Winter Grasp. It was an outdoor PvP area that occurred every two and a half hours, and it was basically one faction against the other. One was defending, one was attacking, and it actually got to the point once Blizzard created the microtransaction that allowed a player to select their character and switch factions on most servers. Um, there were large numbers of tra- faction transfers from one side to the other just so they could win that world pvp winter grasp area event and it basically got to the point where it was a joke like no one really bothered taking it seriously or having fun in there they just did it because well there were a few daily grind um activities available i said i said the hordes always got this place taken yeah basically (laughs) okay but yeah it was um... was a really it was a really degenerative uh move on their part, I think, when they introduced that microtransaction. But um, I also know that they haven't talked about PvP in in detail yet. And another thing about world versus world, we've talked before about how when you enter PvP, you're automatically leveled up to max level and you've got the best gear and all the skills and everything. That doesn't happen in world versus world. Um, world versus world is designed to be 
a huge military engagement among a vast array of di different people and at different power levels. So that's where you're going to get your gigantic armies and everything in pure chaos. And I, I'm really excited about this because that's my favorite form of PvP. I'm not, I'm not big on dueling. I'm not big on you know, your organized matches, but I love just being able to jump into a huge melee and go crazy. I'm yeah, exactly. A, I'm an agent of chaos. Exactly. A little fight <laughs> in you. I like that. <laughs> Although in that movie, I just want to say, uh, what's her name? That's Jake Gillen. Maggie Gyllenhaal. He kept calling her pretty. She is not. Okay, speculator's corner. Can we speculate? He's the Joker, for God's sakes. What do you expect? Yeah. He was <laughs> kind of ass ugly in that movie. This guy will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard that Norman are really tall. That's just speculation. Okay, so our speculation today uh, is guided by the emails of our great listeners. Starting off with emails from Oculus Sinister. Uh, first question he asked is, will there be an achievement system? Oh, I'm doing a thing today where when emails are read... It's going to be fast. Got to be really fast. Because people are very impatient about listening to emails. Something about people reading. Oh, no. So, will there be an achievement system? In my opinion, most likely. Will they do anything important or innovative there? I doubt that. Well, I... I uh, okay. I feel that that's a limited... That's, that's a very limited venture for innovation. I mean, achievements and titles, they are going to have them. That was proven by Tasha's experience in the Guild Wars 2 demo. Uh, I don't really care about achievements and titles. So, whether they're innovative about it or not i couldn't give a crap less i hate to be that way but for those of you who like chasing those magical macguffins um yeah you're gonna give, be given more macguffins nothing really will change um hopefully they won't give you any achievements that say by the way you get five achievement points for clicking start <laughs> congrats on your interaction with the npc for the first time but seriously I think I think they're really useful for the person who's been playing for a long time and you log in and you're like, oh, well, what am I going to do today? I've done all these dungeons and I've got my armor. Well, let's look at my achievement panel. What have I, what have I not done that I can yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. When I get bored... It's kind of like the title system in Guild Wars 1, except it's kind of more innovative, I would think, compared to just what Guild Wars 1 had for a, an achievement system. When I get bored in Guild Wars 2, I'm going to be looking to Kristen Perry. I will want more armor to work for. I would much rather pursue a set of armor than titles and achievements. I'm not protesting titles and achievements. It's like real easy implementation, but you'll never see me chasing a title. You'll see me at the uh, in-game bar smashing someone's face in with a mug. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. Okay, and why have they been so quiet about their PvP and GVG? Do you think they have some amazing new concept to unveil, or will, there be, will it all be the same? I think the Guild Wars PvP is among the best in MMO land and the PvE their weak point. All their emphasis so far has been to address changes in the game that is PvE that fix PvE weaknesses of the original Guild Wars and other MMOs. Uh, I actually like Guild Wars' PvE a lot. I found that their find... lore was really interesting compared to like every other MMO out there. Yeah, I think that the implementation was kind of lacking, but then again, it, at the, during um, Guild during Prophecies to Nightfall, there their focus was on the PvP aspect of the game. And most of the skills, they were developed for PvP. And most of the skills weren't developed, you know, so, oh, this class is more is represented more often in single-player games or elite uh, PvE areas. They didn't really care about that. They cared about balance in PvP. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, that's and, another reason yeah. I think why Guild Wars 2 is being made in the first place. They talked about how there were a lot of things they wanted to do with the game that just wasn't wasn't monet- wasn't really possible in the in the original client. And an increased focus and refinement of the player versus elements mechanic is one of those. Yeah, I believe um I think it was Karate Jesus, the character, the guy named Karate <laughs> Jesus on Guild Wars Guru. He was the fellow who, um, what was it, he popularized our, uh, well, Ryan's interview with Stummy. And um, he said, word of mouth from one of the test crew, he said the reason why they have so many limitations in Guild Wars 1 is because when you add new skills to the game, it actually increases the complexity of the server and how many skills you have to send to the server and then send back to the player. And it only magnified when they when they introduced uh, the PvP PvE split skills. Don't talk, don't talk. My speakers just my headphones just popped out and if you talk it'll be loud. <laughs> oh man, I barely got that back. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um another another reason on why they haven't talked about PvP yet is probably just because they're not entirely done with it. Um, they've said before more than more often than once that they don't like to talk about things until they've got them finished and working well, and I think that's just one of the things we're waiting on. They're they're still making the game, you know. Yep. Yeah, I think they're gonna pretty much probably go in depth in the PvP once it gets closer to release and after all the professions are uh, shown to the public. Because at the moment, if you like talk about PvP. Basically, what PvP is is an interaction between all of the different care, all the different professions versus all the other different professions. I mean, if you only have four professions to really talk about in a PvP setting, yeah. it's kind of limited. Yeah, right That's now. That's a really good point. If they talk about PvP right now, it's going to be what they call a QQ fest. Everybody <laughs> cries when it comes to PvP, so I think they got their lips shut because they don't want to deal with whiny little bastards. Yet. It's also yes. the hype machine, right? Because, I mean, they, they probably have most of the professions already pretty much fleshed out. They don't, they're just not releasing it to the public because they want to build up hype for oh, Izzy, for these professions, it, right? Izzy finally released all the professions. There was Shark and Tree, One-Armed Woman, and then what was that last one? Giant Duckhead. Giant Duckhead, yeah. Gi- I'm, that's cool. Giant Duckhead, I love it. <laughs> that sounds like a beer brawling kind of profession. <laughs> so okay so that's it for that question um his the last question from oculus sinister said mmo manifesto video on and he gave us the link did anyone else hear from colin's voice crack twice did i just totally misread that statement anyway did anyone hear colin's voice crack i did not i didn't i have I didn't i have obviously heard uh, eric flanham's voice change a lot though stewie i think he's just really really excited because this is like you know their godchild pretty much yep they're not their godchild, but their creation, their baby, you know? Uh, Leave Colin alone. Uh, extrapolating from mistakes of other MMOs. Uh, making better MMO. Yeah. Uh, gonna make an MMO that normal people like. Yeah. Hey, normal people. Yeah. Well, I, I know I don't constitute normal people. Yeah, exactly. Neither do I. And I got some questions normal for... What? Spec- oh, I'm sorry. What? Sorry. I just said normal what? Crazy <laughs> people have for fun. Um, Shepard Book, our wonderful uh, spiritual guidance counselor... Asked a few questions for our speculation. He said, uh, what's the next profession in your eyes? I'm still sticking with the assassin. Me Type, too. Adventurer, whatever. Either it's going to be assassin, mesmer, mesmer-ish kind of character, um, paladin sort of character, or whatever the other one they didn't reveal yet. Yeah, I don't see a caster coming next, though. 
Yeah, I think it'll be an adventure class, and I don't think it'll be one of the new ones. I think they're going to save those two for last. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, release date guesses. He has a prize for all you who get it right, and it's in the form of a soiled loom. I am... Oh, sweet, I want a soiled loom. You want a soiled uh, loom, do you? You go to... April 23rd. May, okay, April 11th for me, and I believe Tasha was April also. Last time we did the show, we, you know, found out. We we all had our different uh, dates, and yeah, it was pretty epic. Yeah, I'm saying Q3 or 4 of 2011. I don't have a date. I'm choosing half the year. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently want a soiled loom. If you want it that bad, may I, <laughs> may I suggest going to Walmart, buying a pack of Fruit of the Looms, and then also a crap ton of apple juice and drink it all in the same night. Wear the underwear and have fun. That's just nasty. That was pretty gross. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I don't know him. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Or he could just buy my son. Never mind. Uh, how will expansion <laughs> packs? How expansion packs work in Guild Wars 2? Will we get Cantha and Alona in one shot? How far space will expansions releases be? You know, I had a really elaborate answer last time, and I'm getting a head rush now. So I'm gonna. So instead, I am going to interrupt you and say <laughs> pro- it's probably going to be. Um, not like it's going to be unlike Guild Wars One release dates for their expansions or content like major purchasing content updates like factions and Nightfall because they don't like to call those expansions. Um, it's probably not going to be six months in between because that was really rushed and not many people really got the full deal out of that. Um, I could conjecture that it's probably going to be like a year or two in between expansions. Yeah. Well, they're also yeah. I can agree with that. And I think there'll be actual expansions, more like Eye of the North, as opposed to standalone campaigns. Yeah, exactly. Standalone campaigns are awesome, by the way. I think they're really good. But all it really does is add a lot of landmass that you just traverse through as you beat the game. I mean, it's not the same as Eye of the North, where there's a lot of areas that you can, and a lot of different enemies to fight. And they're all built for the max level character. Mm -hmm. I wonder how common new profession releases will be. It, It seems seems to me that they're being pretty reserved on the professions right now so that they have some room for expansion, but I don't think they'll be releasing yeah. one every time. Nor, yeah, exactly. Like, nor a new problem, race every time. Yeah, the prob- a race, that'd be fine because, I mean, you just give them, give them uh, all the different professions and there you go. True. But um, the, problem with, uh, the problem with Guild Wars 1 was that when they released the Assassin and the Ritualist, it really redefined what was a midline and what was a backline unit. And... Oh, and at, during inception, the uh, initial inception of factions, ritualists and assassins were pretty terrible. And in other, where, in other ways, they were really gimmicky. But after they updated a few, they pretty much became the meta. For the f- um, Let's see, in Guild Wars 2, I think it'll be easier to release a new profession as well. Because you don't have to worry about all the skills yeah, being exactly. too powerful with the other professions because there is no dual professions anymore. I think yeah, exactly. that'll make it easier for them to make a new profession. But I would rather skills. have I'd rather have a new race than a new profession just because yeah. I want to play centaurs so bad. And I want to play Gaki so bad. <laughs> okay. To be honest, I have a soft spot for those birdmen, the Tengu. Yeah, they're really, really popular. I think they're the most popular race that isn't available right now uh, uh, talon silverwing for president uh, <laughs> you guys know what i'm doing there i'm, I'm yeah you had a hairball oh yeah t- oh, actually it's a feather ball when he gets them <laughs> uh, you go to attack something and if talon's in your party uh, uh, anyway um wow <laughs> really what all i've noticed <laughs> is that whenever you have talon in your party and he attacks something he says claw meat beak 
I've never nice. seen. Bruno Talon meet Beak. Yeah. I think the only person I pay attention to is Lucas. Poorly done. Watch how a real master does it. <laughs> With the removal of the... Oh, this is from Matteo Vittoria. Wait, let me try that again. Matteo Vittoria. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. If someone else better read these, but read it fast. Be really fast. And do the Latino voice if you can. I can't. Okay, well, read it really fast. With the removal of the click-to-move system in Guild Wars 2, I can only assume that clicking results in a standard attack, and in this, the only way of auto-attacking is to right-click your first skill. Here lies my question. If I run out of energy or mana, does my character stop auto-attacking or only attack when he has energy? I realize that this is hard to speculate on without actually seeing the game, but I figured you guys would have more experience and knowledge in this area. Okay, first of all, Two. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with this one first, but also, from now on, you're the reader. <laughs> I wish we had Tasha here because she'd probably be able to answer that better than we could. Yeah, she's, but, uh, she has a lot more uh, game theory on her back than we do. Well, no, she's actually played it. Oh, yeah, it's that too. Um, I, but actually, I think that um, that he's right. If you do run out of energy, you will stop auto-attacking. Mm-hmm. But also, from what I've seen, actually using your skills doesn't take a whole lot of energy. Um, yeah. I think what uses the most energy is dodge rolling. Yeah, I think this game is a lot more like other MMOs where your resource pool is very large. So you can go balls to the wall for quite a long time, but once you're out, that was really dumb of you. And it will be, it'll be very hard that, to re- recuperate. I hope that there is um, some way of recuperating your energy through um, smart use of your skills, because that was one of the main draws for me in Guild Wars. You can make a caster, and in most games, when you have like a caster class, they have like a resource system like mana or whatever. And once they run out of energy or mana or whatever... They're pretty much done. Yeah. Like all they can, they can do nothing. But Guild Wars yeah. sa- said, no, we don't think that's cool. So instead, they introduce energy management skills, so you can take up a, f- a few of the skills on your bar and use them for energy management. And if you use those correctly, you can keep yourself afloat for a long time, unless the enemy really went out of their way to make you run out of energy. Well, right now they've put potions in the game to help manage your energy. And they've said that they're not entirely happy with the potions. They kind of feel it's a cop-out, but they haven't figured out something better yet. So I think they're going to keep their eyes out for us, and we're not going to be left high and dry. There's going to be something there to help us manage the energy. Whether it ends up being potions or not is still still has yet to be seen. I think it's going well, we'll to be kind of a hybrid of what Guild Wars was and what M- other MMOs are doing in the way that it's not going to be a complete you know a loss it's not a complete loss when you've lost all your energy but it's not going to be as easy to kind of you know within 10 seconds you can't be back in the game like in guild wars if you really knew how to manage your energy you could get it back i don't think it'll be like that kind of a mix so who knows games aren't even released in beta yet whoops i just sat on my son's toy (laughs) i heard that (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's really funny are we ready for number two yeah as a warrior, I female. <laughs> as a warrior, <laughs> as a warrior, I feel my role as the party's first member into combat dismissed. As we now in Guild Wars 2 see other professions take on a more frontline role. In this lies my problem. Do you think that stationary professions such as the warrior are going to be ignored for more agile professions such as the ranger, especially because there are no body blocking in Guild Wars 2 and the role of tank is effectively gone with the removal of the MMO Trinity? The problem with this assumption is very simple. Warriors are agile in this game. Yeah, you're basically, the problem with this, uh, 
with this uh, question is that you're taking uh, what you know about the war- uh, warriors in games and you're applying it to a game that's completely throwing away all these concepts. Like, warriors are going to be a ranged class as well as a melee class. They're going to be agile. They're just going to do things in a different way than other professions. A ranger is going to be more pet-oriented. A warrior is going to be more in-your-face. I have heavy armor smash. And, you know, method. crippling you, making it hard to move. So that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of the replacement for tanking is I'm not going to sit here and call your mama names. We're going to make it impossible for you to reach that squishy person over there. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's not tanking anymore. It's control. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget that the warrior is going to have heavier armor than the other professions will have lighter armor. He'll be a lot more um, tanky in that regard. So perhaps if that's the case, then he'll be able to absorb more damage. He'll have to use less energy for dodging and blocking and rolling. So he'll have more resources than the other professions at yeah. any given time. Yep. But there is, too, the warrior is going to be the most melee-centric class. Right. So... Okay, and before we get into Guild Wars, I just want to take a moment to uh, talk to you guys about Doghouse Systems. They have decided to sponsor us. Woo-hoo, and woo. uh, Yeah, if you, if you go check out doghousesystems.com, and uh, you can, if you go to buy one, make sure and enter the coupon RELICS. Uh, what that will do is that will earn you, um, that what was it, Jinx points. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Jinx. It's J exclamation point NX.com. You go there, and you can get merchandise there. Uh, we may be working out a Relics merchandise deal, too, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. So, yeah, you can get free merchandise as well as a Doghouse System. And if you don't know what's so great about Doghouse Systems, um, you need to go listen to their podcast. There's there's a great value to knowing who you're buying your computer from. Just saying. I especially like the fact that um, when you look at the systems they build, they list the individual parts. So you can go to some unaffiliated website and research how good these specific parts are. So you know, it, you know if you're getting a good a good product or not. It's almost like the BMW of c- constructing your own computer. Yeah, yeah. This is like having uh, the best way to put it is these guys know what they're doing. That was the big sell to me. That was why I started talking with these guys. Is I could tell through listening to their podcast and looking at their site that they know what they're doing with these computers. It's not like going to Dell or somebody who's you know going to give you crappy tech support and all that. Hell, these guys they answer questions on their podcast from people that haven't bought a computer from them, and they're awesome looking, awesome looking computers. Yeah, they're pretty. They have explosions and breasts. <laughs> what? What? Okay, just something just playing with the testosterone in the room here. <laughs> oh man, so that was mostly just sensationalist advertising there. Yeah, pretty much. No, but it's it's not like that at all. They're they're very reputable. Yeah, they're not Michael Bay computers. So yeah. Guild Wars. As a new player to Guild Wars. Oh Togo, I just wanna get through this already. Shut up Talking to Togo's soapbox. And, um, I thought I added... Oh, never mind. So, I joined a party and everyone's posting these links to their skill bars in chat. How do they do that? Hold down your control button and double-click on your skill bar. Oh. Yep, but you have to be in town for that to work. Otherwise, you'll just use a skill and you'll You'll, you'll broadcast ping. it to everyone. Hey, I'm using the skill. Yeah, that broadcasting is called ping, pinging. So, yep. when, when people ask you to ping your build... That's what they want you to do. Make sure they want you to broadcast it. They want you to share it so that mm-hmm. they know you're not a nub. And make sure that you're in an outpost when you do it, because you don't want to shout, "I'm casting Healing Breeze on Master Togo." Nothing's more noobly than that. 
First of all, Master Togo. Oh God. Second, <laughs> Healing Breeze. Ha 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 Healing Breeze. Hey now. I like Nothing that. Nothing wrong with Healing Breeze. It's a great skill. You know, I actually don't understand the hate for it so much, but I'm jumping on the bandwagon here. Healing Breeze sucks. I could tell you after episode because this is a lot of uh, theory craft that you have to go through in order to understand it. The whole point, I think, is that it costs 10 energy to cast, and there's a lot better skills. I don't use it anymore, but I did for the longest time. In a game where people can die really quickly in hard mode, you don't want something that heals the person over time for twice the energy of something like Patient Spirit, which heals for like 130 health yeah. over after two seconds. I mean, yeah. that's like snap healing. I like having an enchantment plus 20 staff for Patient Spirit. really helps. What, um, what campaign is Patient Spirit from? I think it's Core. No, that's Eye of the North, I think. It's not. I think it's an Eye yeah, of the North. Patient I... Spirit, sorry. Uh, I was thinking of Healing Breeze. Patient Spirit is definitely uh, Eye of the North, so you need Eye of the North in order to have the greatest yeah. heal in the game. And a plus 20% enchant staff. I'm just joking. That helps. You can get one of those from War and Krita. That doesn't help with uh, Patient Spirit, though. Then no, it doesn't. It just it, it actually does nothing. It does. Oh, it's, it seems to me like it makes Patient Spirit wait longer. Okay, this is, here's the thing about rounding in the game. Um, If you... Ha- if, uh, if it get, you get a number and it's either 2.5 or less, it automatically rounds down. Oh, okay. 0.5 or less, it automatically rounds down. Otherwise, if you get two point, anything that's over 2.5, it'll round up to 3. So I made that mistake to teach you guys a lesson. Now you guys know better. I totally out-nerded you, by the way, so yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. And then the guy also asked, how can I do this uh, for the build of another profession while in an outpost? You can click on a hero's skill bar, or you can go through the GUI system, which Chaz will tell you about. The GUI system? Yeah, you know, template code. GUI. Send to Chaz. Oh, yes, yes. So if you press K, unless you did anything weird with your um, standard user interface, if you press K, you, you'll be able to, you know, see your uh, template and, you know, modify your attributes and skills used. Um, if you, there should be a little button up in the left corner of the K bar, and if you open it up, you'll, there'll be um, a bunch of options like manage templates, load template, save template. You want to go to load template here, and you'll be given a list of all the templates that you have saved so far. If you haven't saved any, then you're dead in the water. You need to save some in order to do this. So anyway, let's say that you did. So you can go over, you can mouse through, find the template that you want to show to everybody, click it, and then there'll be an option that says send to chat. You'll send it to chat, it'll go on to, it'll, and even, uh, yeah, you'll send it to chat, press enter, there you go. You've shown the bar to everybody. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Whoa. Pretty much. Anyway, (laughs) enough of that. Let's uh, talk (laughs) tips for the pros. Uh, Talking about bars, what the f*** are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro tip sauce. Here's some tips for pros. Uh, Don't make your words rhyme. And also, wait, you're supposed to read this. Oculus Sinister wrote this email. So this is Tiger's responsibility. One thing that was not brought up during Smithy's questions were the current Guild Wars mechanics that already outshine WoW. One that comes to mind is that view match function that allows you to watch a ranked guild versus guild games while logged on. If I wanted to watch an arena match, the best thing I could do was watch it 2D style on YouTube and hope it had an HD option. Watching the pros in-game was a great community element that WoW lacked. I do hope Guild Wars 2 has this. Yeah, same here. Actually, for those of you who are still like into the whole, um, was it, observe game Mm -hmm. in Guild Wars, make sure that you don't look at the skin Concentrate on the skills that they're using because that can easily be replicated. Instead, look at what they're doing, what 
how they're switching their weapon sets, where, where are they moving to, how are they, how are they moving. Is that what you have? It's that. how you use it. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone can load eight skills that are awesome together, but, uh, but there's a difference between someone who knows how to switch to a defensive set to take less damage and switching to a magic set to make them cast spells more effectively. Yeah, that's some really good advice, because when I start first started watching, that's exactly what I was concentrating on. I was just watching yeah. what skills were used in which situations, and it didn't even occur to me to watch how they switched weapons. Okay. Yeah, there you go. And now the, another question from, or another suggestion from Matteo Vittorio. Vittoria. You, yeah, Vittoria. <clears throat> you could talk about Sorry, how Mateo. to form a group... <laughs> You could talk about how to form a group in Guild Wars 1, because recently, when undertaking the daily Z quests, I seem to also come across the situation where there are plenty of players wanting to do the quest, but hardly any groups willing in the town to, in the town doing the quest, or any groups willing to accept them. I'd, That's just what? a shortcoming of the Guild Wars group system. I mean, there is really no tank and spank team. It's really hard to form groups that way. You have to leave it to the players. And most people, when it gets right down to it, they can only be so creative, especially that random noob warrior who's also a monk secondary throwing that healing breeze and mending around. I mean, you're not really being... It's hard, you know, because it's left to the community to decide how they're going to form groups. Well, I think another thing he's kind of getting at is that there are a lot of like one single person's trying to get in, but there's not groups of four or three. Is this, so how do you mm-hmm. how do you get it so that, that how do you find a group of more? In which case you got to be a monk, um, or just start your own, which sucks. To Honestly, do. I just start my own. Like I just like look at all these people not in groups, and I say screw this. They're just look, waiting for people to get the ball rolling. And don't yep. try don't try that stupid idea of adding heroes so it looks like your group is more full because anybody with half a brain is going to notice that. So the only people you'll get this way are brain dead numbskulls. So and remember, guys, there's Pretty no much. there's no I in team. There's uh, but there are four in platitude quoting dipshit. And there is a Wii in weapon. Yes. I'm... What? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are completely derailed. We are very... Okay, so there's that. Uh, emails a la carte. Let's do these quick. Um, right. And then my show outline says to read the... Co- or play the calls now. So I'm obviously screwed up. We'll play the calls now. We'll just do the calls. Then we'll do emails a la carte. This is going great. Let me pull up my Google Voice inbox. First call, this is from the guy from Disturbed. Let me crank up my volume here on the laptop. Yeah, I just wanted to... Uh, oh, shit. We will get, we'll hear from more from that guy in a second. But here's an actual call we got. Now, hold on. this call. <clears throat> hey, Rock Horror. Uh, you know who this is. Hey, uh, I heard to the grapevine something about him. You guys got to we got a sponsorship through some dogs, through some doghouse or some shit. Listen, that means you guys ain't gonna take me up in my monetary offer, offer, offered monetary situation. I have other venues I can take this. You guys can show a little bit of, a little bit of damn, uh, uh, uh what's that word I'm trying to think of? Starts with a P. What is that? What is that? Oh, patriotism. Thank you. Yeah. No. Get down and give me infinity. Alright, so show some patriotism. You tell them the dog how boys they can go suck a butt and uh show your country some love. How many of you one guy my one guy on there is from the United States. Well, son of a bitch. That private's incorrect. We got two people from the US today. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because apparently there's a lot there's a bigger player base in uh Europe than there is in America, 
or Guild Wars. Actually, I think that's fantastic. It's it's so exciting to me when I think about the fact that I am in a minority. I know it's it's. Oh wait, I'm used to this. I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to it at all. Maybe I'm being completely shallow about it, but I I just really <laughs> like the fact that it's a truly international game. Oh, definitely. Now all we gotta do is solve the uh, time differences, and we're set. <laughs> let's go all live. Let's all go live on the moon. That'll fix everything. I was preferring a time machine. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you, NASA, for that. Um, now, here's an actual call from the guy from Disturbed who is all, oh, shit. So here it is. Hey, guys. Um, I've been hearing a lot of speculation that um, ArenaNet is going to announce a release date at a games convention. However, with most of the major game convention except for PAX East over, that means over a year to release. What do you guys think of that? Also, um, I love the new blog post on the um, site, but it makes it kind of hard to find your number to call you. Um, I would suggest maybe you move it off to the side so that it's easy to find, so that when I want to rant and just talk and go on and probably end in an explicative, it's easy to find your number. So keep on keeping on. Okay, so did you guys get that? Yeah. yeah, I think so. So basically what he's saying is he's heard a lot of speculation about how ArenaNet is not going to announce an, a release date until the next GamesCon. Or PAX, PAX. I think he said games convention, and I think he meant games convention in general. Yeah. Which would imply that it's another year, but like this is just speculation anyway. Yeah, exactly. People, it's not confirmed that ArenaNet said that. Stuff I don't, will happen when it's done. I don't agree with that speculation. No, neither do I. I think they're already ramping up too much to really be that far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emails a la carte. Me again? Um, let me do one. Yes. Wait, the first one's really long. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> More from Shepard's book. I mean email. Like the addition of Smithy. He does a bit. He does add a bit of comic relief. The tingly Beastmaster was very funny to me, as was the three-sleeve Snuggie. All of the orange goes to the Netherlands. Ooh, orange nether. Anyway, per Tasha, everyone's blog is a rant against the world, but they do give people places to get their ideas off their chest. No one reads mine, but it is a cathart- it is cathartic for me. Keep yours up. Limey is a pejorative term for the British sailors, actually, having to do with pre- prevention of scurvy. Arr, scurvy dogs. In the U.S., we use oranges and orange juice. Interesting choice for them, because lime juice lacks a reasonable amount of vitamin C. Well, it's the British. They get stuff wrong a lot. NPC for me would have to be one who stands in place that is inaccessible to players, but keeps whispering, taunting, offering cake, not pie, to players who cannot possibly get to it. Smithy got the short hairs comment. Well done. Well, Buck, you are a spiritual counselor, but you are not our pastry counselor. <laughs> <laughs> one second, guys. We got a lot of them, so I'll just keep going. Inzi, one of our bloggers, says, I'm an avid tuber. Not really sure what that means or that I know. YouTuber. You, Yeah, but he just said, not really sure what that means. That was the next phrase. I'm an avid tuber. Not really sure what that means or, what, or that I want to know, but I like to browse YouTube. And I, can, and I came across this interview from PAX. Right. 410 in the video, the interviewer says or asks about mounts, and the reply is roughly, no, not at this time, but we're talking about it. I'd like to know about this little tidbit. My guess is that the mounts will be hardly consequential to your motion capacity. Who needs a mount when you can just teleport wherever you want for a very small gold fee? Furthermore, char walk on all fours. That's badass. Who needs a mount when you have something that badass? Yeah, but not everybody's a char. Because I like to sit on my high horse and look down on everybody else. That's why. Yeah, I want my prestige, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> and roll a Norn. Shush. 
Norton is not prestigious at all. He's a he's a drunk. Are you talking about? He's like the tallest dude. Yeah, but he's a borracho. He's got a so, beard gut. Beard gut. So. And a beard. beard. No, he was referring to my comment on look down on everybody else. Oh, wow. I'm quick. Anyway, you want to read our email from L. Ron Hubbard or Derek Hubbard? Sure. Wait, which one is that? You didn't label these. Yeah, I said Derek Hubbard says. Oh, your show yeah. is great, and I find myself smiling all the time. As a bonus, Tasha sounds hot. Keep up the great work. And as I said, well, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Hubbard. Tasha isn't here, but you'll just have to make do with me. And there is a Botswana who's going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob Ghostboy sent us a link to this awesome geek band whose music we might decide to use here on the show at some point. But anyway, uh, their name is Press Play on Tape, and they are uh, Nordic. I don't, I'm not really sure which country they were from. I didn't check. Possibly Denmark. But anyway, uh, he also sent us a video of a song that they played entirely using uh, console controllers. Hmm. It was interesting. Very cool. Everybody was dead by the end of it. That's important to know. <laughs> Tiger, her, 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 her. Okay, Tiger, read. Well, you haven't seen it yet. How can you sit there and be derogatory toward it? You haven't heard it. Yes. Yeah, I know. Okay, KS in Colorado says, It's true. Smithy really adds fun and dimension. I liked him on face roll and I still like him. And you're you're all setting and you're all settling into this comfy style that really entertains. Love the laid back conversational banter and the impersonations. Keep them coming. For listeners but not yet Guild Wars players such as myself, quality material like this, along with of course your always great game content, will keep me coming back and interested in the game. Guess that's the bottom line, yes? Great show, looking forward to more. PS. Also love the intros outros. Energetic, innovative stuff. Uh, you can blame this woman for many of our problems. What? She gave birth to me. That's oh. that's my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes, my, uh. my mom listens to our show. So, no mom jokes or you'll die. That's Your awesome. Mother. Yeah, yeah. She She's always listened to the podcasts that I do. And she was never really a big gamer either. So, I, it's a wonder to me she doesn't get bored stiff. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oculus wanted to know if we could think of more ways that Guild Wars 2 solves problems that WoW has beyond what we've already stated. Uh, yeah, it's not WoW. Mm-hmm. That solves a big problem. I haven't checked the iTunes comments recently, actually since like early this week, so I'm sorry if we've missed any yet. I will kill my computer if I go to check, uh, but we didn't have any last time I checked. Not any new ones. Mm. And we would love we would love more. Please, iTunes comments are great. They actually help promote a show, unless you give them bad ratings, which is why we only ex- accept five stars. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, I love saying just saying because it doesn't really change anything. Obviously, you're just saying. But, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, just saying. You can call us at 708-202-9262. I'm not sure if I just said that correctly. I believe my dictation was screwed up, so let me try that again. 708-202-9262. Okay. And you can email us at relicsofor, relicsofor at gmail.com. And you can also send us your MP3 attachments that way, which is the preferred method of any sort of feedback to us. MP3s or OGGs. I like OGGs. They're nice. They're down. Dog. Yeah. Down with the OGG and the notorious PIG. I will not do that again for your health. Find us on Twitter, Steam, or Facebook as Relics of War. Join the Guild or the Alliance like Jim and the notorious PIG. Plus, we also got uh, our uh, Disturbed buddy, the guy from Disturbed. Oh, shit. He's part of our Alliance now as well. So we've got two guilds in our Alliance. Come join us. Things are... Really? That's cool. Yeah, we're getting pretty active again. I get on once a day and always make a statement about um, a wily... Something appears. You know how games do that. A wily John McCain appears. And then it talks about what happens after that. So if you want in on the jokes, you'll have to join our either guild chat or alliance chat. Which means you have to join us. Just saying. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> um, all right. So 
Other than that, I just want to say, go check out Doghouse Systems again, and thank Sea Squirrel Run for the upcoming mashup. This guy is probably going to be doing this regularly. He's a hero. <laughs> so, all right. Wheel of Morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn, Chaz. All right. Here's one that'll, that might uh, upset a few people. Uh... On average, women will never be as successful as men because, on average, women do not have a wife at their side telling them what to do. (laughs) Well, I guess that's the end of the show. So, here's another mashup for you. It may contain the gacky, William Wallace, a variety of insects, birthday cakes, bananas, and an unhealthy dose of maturity. I'm Sea Squirrel Run, and you're listening to Relics of Awe. Hold on, one of my doors is open. This light's on and it's getting hot. Mmm, wasn't that door? So, we can just do stuff? You didn't have battles in days of yore where you had people casting fireballs at the opposition either. Yeah, but William Wallace <laughs> claimed that he would. I shoot fireballs up my arse! Are you sure you just watching The Simpsons? Oh, that and was that kind isn't of Housekeeper Willie. Groundskeeper. Groundskeeper, really. So I always get him wrong. I don't know why. Someone would come up and try to cap the flag, and I'd come out. How did he know I was here? Through <laughs> the eyes of the mouse. Well, if they have rangers, then that's probably why they require everyone to have a res on their bar now. You obviously haven't played ranger when I'm playing ranger, but fair enough. The only times I've played with Tasha, she was on her monk because we actually wanted to get things done effectively. If you need a ranger to get the job done, then you're doing it wrong. I'm pissed off. Sing a happy, 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 happy song. Sing it. I had that going on, and then the gacky beside me as well, and it was just like, oh dear lord. <laughs> I actually can do an impersonation of the Beatles. That's how they go. I'm being attacked by a fly here. He doesn't like me asking this question. <laughs> there have been plenty of times where I was healing and I found everything funny because I would suddenly wake up and they'd be halfway across the map. I'd be like, you guys really don't need me, do you? At one point, I remember falling asleep, like my head nodded down. I picked my head back up and it showed in the chat log that I had said something about birthday cakes and bananas. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, was I really typing in my sleep? And he goes, all I know is I have no idea what you were going on about. <laughs> As she was saying that, I suddenly had a moment of, oh, I'm trying to catch a fly and, ooh, I caught him. Hold on. Get out of here, ye bastard. Dudes, get butt naked to be pro. That is how you spank and tank in Guild Wars. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, not a mean sign I'm still stuck on the fact that you called it a big butt. Sorry. I like, <laughs> I like big, big butts. butts. And I <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also look up DDR RAM, you know, Dance Dance Revolution RAM. You have to be mature about the way you address these things, or else you're just not going to get it, and you're going to end up with an arena net that doesn't talk to you. Wait, wait, wait. You just said you wanted people to be mature on the internet. I know. That was... I'm sorry. My bad. I just found a Tickle Me Elmo in my car. I didn't realize that was in here. That was scary because the two eyeballs were staring at me from the dark and I was like, what the crap? And I did kind of spaz in, in local chat. Thank you so much, Arena Net. <laughs> we love you. Get up here say- and have yourself a donut for the Arena Net. This is good <laughs> for Zers. Uh, well, looks like I broke the solar system. Relics, 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 relics. I need some.
some time to listen to relics of form. I need to go to listen to relics of form. I walk back home to listen to relics of form. I hold my breath to listen to relics of form. I break the ice to listen to relics of form. Our secret mile to listen to slower of life. Fudge!